Welcome to the Sports Experience. Da -da -da. Welcome to the Sports Experience, and today we're going to be recapping week 16 of the NFL. That was last week of the NFL. It was the Christmas Day games of the NFL. We finally had a Christmas Day game, which was cool to see. Now, I'm, I know I'm kind of late on this, but there's no Thursday Night Football game, so I figured, hey, why not? Week 16 recap. Now, I was not able to do it with the Gator Grip Sports Football. Uh, I think he had something come up. but So I just wanted to do this Week 16 recap. Now, this Week 16 game, uh, or games, you know, they were pretty good. Uh, the Chiefs ah, pulled out a win, barely. But this is going to be a longer episode. Uh, I'll just talk about all the games. So, yeah, it should be fun. Now, uh, the game I wanted to start off with is the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. Now, this game eliminated the Vikings, and it has the New Orleans Saints having, I believe it's the number three seed. New Orleans is 11-4, and four, while the Minnesota Vikings are 6-9. and nine. The Saints won 52-33 to 33 in a game where Alvin Kamara went off. Alvin Kamara had 22 carries, 155 yards, and six rushing touchdowns. Those six rushing touchdowns tied a record set by Ernie Nevers in 1922. So it's been a long, long time since that, that record has been tied. Now, Alvin Kamara could have set the record for seven rushing touchdowns in a single game. But instead, Sean Payton decided to give the ball to Taysom Hill at the one-yard line instead of Alvin Kamara, which I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. I have no idea why Sean Payton decided to give the ball to Taysom Hill instead of Alvin Kamara when Alvin Kamara could have set his own record for rushing touchdowns in a single game. But nevertheless, it was a good game for the Saints. Uh, the Vikings really couldn't get anything going. They would get a little bit of momentum, but it would just be stalled out. Uh, Drew Brees did throw two interceptions, but other than that, had a pretty efficient game. Had 19 for 26, 311 passing yards. Those two interceptions came in the red zone, so not something you want to see, but it's definitely not an indication on how we played. So the Saints physically dominated the Vikings, and they needed to win, too. They could, they could win uh, the number one seed, but it's going to take a Packers losing and Seahawks losing, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, so then we also have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This game was a massacre. Blaine Gabbert came in, and he looked like a genius. He looked like a magician. I mean, it was it was insanity. Now, of course, Matthew Stafford did go out with an injury very early on in this game, which left them pretty much quarterbackless. Uh, the, the Dolphins, they had to sub in Daniel Blau and Chase Daniel to carry the load, which that's never going to work. Uh, Matt Stafford only threw three times before he got injured. Additionally, the defensive coordinator, I believe, for the the defense coordinator and the new interim head coach for the Detroit Lions went out with COVID before the game, so they could not play and they could not prepare. So essentially, the Buccaneers went up against a very like a high school team, essentially, and that showed. Uh, Tom Brady looked like a world beater. He had went 22 for 27, 348 yards, and four touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Perhaps is a great game. Blaine Gabbert looked like a world beater as well. He had nine uh, completions for 15 attempts and 143 yards, two touchdowns. So all in total, they had six passing touchdowns through the air and one rushing touchdown from Leonard Fournette. Uh, Mike Evans had 10 receptions for 181 yards and two touchdowns, and I forgot to start him. So that's great. Uh, in fantasy, I'm sorry. In fantasy, I should have clarified that. So yeah, it was just a thorough beatdown by the Buccaneers. They really... Had no chance from the get-go for the Lions. Uh, so, yeah, it was just I, it was an interesting game, uh, that being for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this game I'm a little perplexed, perplexed by. I know Kyler Murray went out with an injury kind of early on, but wow. 
the Tamp- the 49ers beat the Cardinals 20 to 12 in a game where the 6 and 9 49ers beat them and the and the Cardinals dropped to 8 and 7 now the Cardinals have been such an inconsistent team this year it feels like either they're amazing or they're bad or sometimes both so that's a little weird. And then C.J. Beathard had a great game. Jeff Wilson Jr. had an amazing game. He went 22 carries for 183 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, and then C.J. Beathard had 182 yards and three touchdowns. Just a great game for both of those guys. Uh, Arizona could not stop them, and Kyler Murray went out with an injury. Now, that was before he threw 50 passing attempts. Or he That was after he threw 50 passing attempts. So it wasn't too much. I think also DeAndre Hopkins had a minor injury where he went out. So... You know, injuries for the Arizona Cardinals and really just a lot of inconsistencies and not being able to stop that run from the 49ers and the Cardinals. Then moving on, we have the uh, we have the Miami Dolphins versus Las Vegas Raiders. What a game! I mean, it felt like there was almost nothing throughout the game and then the final two minutes, five games worth of action happened. It, it, it was insane. The final two minutes were just back and forth. It was it was a lot. Uh, you know, I was rooting for the Raiders to lose because every time the Raiders lose, they get knocked out of the playoffs, and that's what happened. They were eliminated from the playoffs as the Dolphins win 26-25. to Dolphins improve their playoff chances. All they had to do is win versus the Bills, and they get into the playoffs. I did a video about that earlier. Now, the Dolphins are 10-5, and and the Raiders are 7-8, and effectively eliminated from the playoffs. So the Chiefs won't have to worry about them in the playoffs. Thank goodness. Now, this was just a back-and-forth game. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa he got pulled because he just wasn't getting the job done. He got pulled after throwing 17 of 22 for 94 yards and one touchdown. Brian Flores put in his closer Ryan Fitzpatrick, the always reliable, always reliable Brian Fitzpatrick, who came back and just just stormed back. Uh, Gas Miles Gaskins had a great game. He had 14 carries for 87 yards. Uh, and just really the like the final two minutes was insane. I guess that's pretty much the only way to put it. The final two minutes were absolute insanity. Uh, now, here's what happened in the final, like, two minutes. So, they get down, and then finally, like, the Miami kicks a field goal, tying up the game at 16-16. to Five minutes left to play in the fourth quarter. The Raiders score a one-play 75-yard touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, who just runs by everyone. Or two plays, actually. He just runs by everyone. I Wow. Uh, and so then the Dolphins come back three plays later. They get a seventy-five. They get a, a fifty-nine-yard touchdown to Miles Gaskins. So, but because the Raiders had missed the extra point, the score is now twenty-three to twenty-two with the Dolphins winning. The Raiders come down the field, assisted by a deep pass interference penalty that didn't really look like a pass interference penalty. It could go either way, really. I didn't think it was. But so they drove all the way down the field thanks to a pass interference penalty. They decided to go down at the one-yard line. Like so, basically not scoring intentionally because they didn't want to give the Miami the ball back early, and then Derek Carr kneeled with one minute left to go and decided to kick a field goal with 20 seconds remaining. That would prove to be too much because then Ryan Fitzmagic, with his face mask literally getting torn off, Ryan Fitzmagic threw a desperation deep throw, almost no looking because his face mask was getting ripped apart for 40 for 34 yards to the Raiders 41. And then because of that face mask penalty, which is considered roughing the passer, they get the ball at the Las Vegas 26 yard line where they would kick a field goal to win. That it was just a crazy final two minutes. Now, a lot of people have been saying about how the Raiders they chose to manage the clock. 
where they chose not to score to kick a field goal with 20 seconds left. Now, that's another reason the Raiders lost the game. The reason the Raiders lost the game was because of blown coverage and because their defense is bad. But I do agree. Why not just go for the touchdown? Go up by six. Make them beat you with the touchdown. Like, I don't understand that, really. You could have whittled the clock down to about, like, 50 seconds, maybe, and then scored and still, like, and then gone for two and gone up by seven. So I didn't really understand that. But really, that's not what lost the Raiders game. The lost the Raiders game is that they had a poor defense. And now they're eliminated from the playoffs. This is by far Derek Carr's best year in a while. So I guess that's something to be hopeful for the future for the Raiders. And then that was the conclusion of the Saturday games. I love really Saturday games. I wish all the games were on Saturday. They should move college football because really I don't care about college football. They should move college football to like a Tuesday or something because I don't care. They should move college football or move college football to Sunday. I, I don't care. And have football being held on Sunday night and then Saturdays. Sat- make Saturday the new games. And then have Friday games and Monday games. So those four days. Sunday night, Saturday, Friday night, Thursday night, and Monday night. With six days, I, I, I or five days, I, I would like that more than just the Sunday games. Because, like, you know, I want to watch games on Saturdays. <laughs> now, uh, moving on, we have the, for the Sunday games, the Chiefs versus the Atlanta Falcons. I spoke heavily on this in my recap episode. Basically, the Chiefs struggled to get anything going on offense, and so that kind of made the score really close. Thankfully, our defense kind of stepped it up, and a missed field goal and a dropped interception really helped the Chiefs, and so the Chiefs won 17-14. to More importantly, the Chiefs clinched the first seed. And why is that important? It's because the first seed is the only seed that gets the bye. So we have clinched the first round by the only first round by and I'm very happy about that. It gives our guys time to rest, gives our time guys time to rejuvenate because our offensive line is pretty banged up. Uh, Terry Kill and Sam Watkins are pretty banged up, so we just need that time to rest, and I'm glad for that. Speaking of rest, the Chiefs have also announced that they will pull their starters for their Week 17 game, which means Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Watkins not playing. So like, I guess I like the rest, but I mean, it's pretty 50 50. Like, it's a 50% chance that the like the teams who rest of their starters will win the Super Bowl. It's like 50 50. Like, 50% of the teams that rested their starters made the Super Bowl, 50% didn't. So, really, it's just it's up in the air at this point. Uh, I do still think the Chiefs are the team to be, even though we've struggled uh, this season. It's not really struggled, it's more of we just are not blowing teams away. Then the Cleveland Browns lost to the New York Jets 23-16 to in a game where it looked like uh, Baker Mayfield was going to lead a comeback, but he fumbled, and so that pretty much sealed the game. The Jets have won two games now, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have secured the number one overall pick. They are officially going to be the winner in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Good job, Jacksonville. I know I predicted they would get the first overall pick, so wow, my prediction was amazing. This is me trying to gloat to myself, all right? Just let me do that. Um, so yeah, the Cleveland Browns lost this game, and I know what you're thinking. How could the Cleveland Browns have lost this game? It's mainly because most of Cleveland's wide receivers were out due to COVID-19 contact tracing. Now, they didn't test positive, but they were in close contact with a person who did have COVID. So a lot of the Browns' wide receivers were out, but still, it's the Jets. How did you lose to the Jets? Like, you can't, like, can't be a serious team if we're going to lose to the Jets. I mean... I, I, I like Cleveland Browns should have done better than that. The, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt should have gone off on the Jets, but they didn't. So I guess this proves that the Jets have talent. It's just the coaching is bad. They have talent, but like 
I guess the coaching is the problem. Then the Colts versus the Steelers. Steelers make an improbable comeback against the Indianapolis Colts, knocking the Colts currently out of the playoffs. They have to perform. They have to win and get a little help on Sunday. So that's something to think about. Uh, the Steelers came back from behind at half. They were getting dominated, but then in the second half, Ben Roethlisberger looked like the Big Ben of old and came back dominated completely. The Colts kind of gave that game away. They also got the Steelers also got a little help from the refs who made some questionable pass interference calls. So yeah, uh, Philip Rivers, you know. He's good, but he's not great. I think that's always going to be Phillip Rivers. This game was more like the culture choking this one away. Now, I didn't really care because we had the number one seed already. That was the only reason why I cared about Steelers games. But we had the number one seed, so I really didn't care about this game at all. Now, I think the Colts, the Colts need to step it up against the I, believe, who are they? I think they're playing the Jaguars. And so against the Jaguars, they're going to have to win and get a little help from the Tennessee Titans. Hopefully the Tennessee Titans will lose for them, and that way they can get into the playoffs. So, yeah. They lost 24 to 28. They dropped now to 10 and 5, and the Steelers are up to 12 and 3. 24 to 28. Then the New York Giants lost to the Baltimore Ravens 27 to 13. Baltimore controlled this game the entire way through and are now currently poised to uh, consider themselves in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs right now, but this was just an easy win. It was it was a very easy win. And they won 27 to 13. And they now advance to 10 and 5, while the Giants drop to 5 and 10. And probably the Giants still have a chance to make the playoffs if they beat the Cowboys and have the Steelers, or not the Steelers, have the Washington football team lose to the Eagles. They'll make the playoffs if that happens. The 5 and 10 Giants will make the playoffs if that happens. And I'm rooting for that to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be amazing to see a 6 and 10 team make the playoffs. It would be amazing. Then. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Houston Texans 37-31. to It was just a shootout all around, and it was just watching two terrible teams duel it out with Brandon Allen coming in for Ryan Finley. Uh, and yeah, it was just... <laughs> I didn't even bother watching, I'll be honest, because it's a meaningless game. It's two terrible teams. Uh, one of them is 4-10-1, and and, and the other is 4-11. and It was just a bad game. Or, no, bad teams. Good game, bad teams. So, yeah, it was just them trading blows throughout the entire game. And, you know, Bengals, why are you winning? Why? The Texans have no reason to win because they don't have a first-round pick this year. That goes to Miami. Every time the Texans lose, Miami gets a better pick because of Bill O'Brien. But why are the Bengals winning? They need help on the offensive line. You don't don't win, okay? You're 3-10-1. Just don't win. But they did, so now they're 4-10-1. And, and now the Texans dropped to 4-11. and 11. They, The Texans are bad. I think that's partly Bill O'Brien's fault, partly the situation that they're in right now. But yeah, geez, just... How things have shifted for the Texans. I thought they were ten and six making the playoffs. Uh the Bears versus the Jaguars. Oh wow. Mitchell Trubisky had another good game against an awful defense. Do you want a trophy? I mean, like Mitchell Trubisky, he's not he's not starting quarterback material in the NFL. I'll just put it that way. I made my feelings strong of Mitchell Trubisky. With this game, the Jacksonville Jaguars have clinched the number one overall pick, and they will probably be drafting Trevor Lawrence. Of course, they are now one and fourteen. And, you know, good job to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they did tanking right. They won one game, and then they lost all the others. Because they said, you know what? We don't want to go in 16, but we also 
don't want to win any games. Let's just win one and then tank the rest. Brilliant job by the Jacksonville Jaguars. This season is going to be the perfect way. It's going to be the perfect example for tanking teams in the future. It's going to offer a new perspective for tanking teams in the future to just win one game instead of two, like the Jets did. What are the Jets thinking? Now, the Chicago Bears, they won 41-17. to And now, somehow, are in, in the playoffs. Uh, because of ex- expanded playoffs, they, they are, somehow. Uh, so, yeah, they're 8-7. and seven. Like they have to win against the Packers to 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 stay in the playoffs. Uh so yeah, Mr. Trubisky, oh sure, he had a good game. Two hundred sixty-five yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw one boneheaded interception. And it was against the Jaguars, okay? It was against the Jaguars. I uh, yeah. I that's that's what I wanted to say about Trubisky. Um then the Chargers, they beat the Denver Broncos nineteen to sixteen in a game where, you know, Drew Locke is just so inconsistent. I he's so inconsistent. Uh, so, yeah, the Chargers won this game. It was another meaningless game. The Broncos dropped to 5-10, and 10, while the Chargers advanced to 6-9. and nine. It's all about draft positioning at this point. And I believe the Broncos now have a top-10 pick in the draft because of this. I don't know. You know, I haven't read up on this. But, yeah, good job, Broncos, for losing this game because you know, you're, not, you're not making the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, they, they won 19-16. to 16. Then, on the other side, Carolina versus the Washington football team. Carolina won this game. We're... Ron Rivera was going up against his old team, the Carolina Panthers, but Carolina just dominated the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins is a bust. I think that's safe to say. Two years into the NFL, he's picked number 15th overall in the first round of the NFL draft. Everybody was thinking, how could he have slid this far down in the draft? He's such a perennial talent. And then he was terrible. And, you know, it was just, it was not only his on the field play, it was just his off the field. You know, he didn't seem focused. He didn't seem focused the game, whether it was taking selfies during his first win when he was supposed to be on the field or going to a strip club without a mask and then being photographed with it in times of COVID, you know, just, and then also bringing a person into the team hotel during COVID. The, he had committed two COVID 19 violations and he got fined a lot. He got his captain badge stripped. And then he is now cut. That's right. He was cut by the Washington football team. That makes me sad, you know, because the guy with all the, he's got a lot of talent, just never put in the work. He reminds me a lot of Johnny Manziel, where just focused on too much stuff outside of football, never focused on football. And he reminds me a lot of Johnny Manziel. So two years, now he's cut. And I imagine he'll find a team. I mean, somebody's got to take a chance on him, but right now his future is not looking very bright. The Philadelphia Eagles, they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. 37 to 13, 17, and where Dallas Cowboys again put themselves in position to make the playoffs. How are the Cowboys and the Giants still in playoff contention? I don't understand it. Uh, so yeah, Cowboys they beat the Eagles, effectively knocking the Eagles out of the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles now they're just done. Their lives are done. Uh, Carson Wentz probably traded two years from now because they can't trade him next year because you know no team's gonna want him, and plus he's worth so much money. So yeah, uh, so yeah, and the Philadelphia Eagles were winning in this game, but then they just gave it away pretty much. Seattle beat the Rams twenty to nine in a hard-fought game of all defense. It really impressed me how Seattle's defense has evolved over the season. First they were terrible, and now they're good. So yeah, I think I think it was an impressive performance by the Seattle Seahawks. Some important thing that happened is that Jared Goff's thumb got broken during this game, so now he will not play in the crucial Week 17 game, which is for clinching the playoffs. It will be, I think, I forget the guy's name, but he will not be able to play. 
So that's very crucial for the Rams, who lost twenty who lost nine to twenty. And then Seattle Seahawks have clinched a playoff spot. They clinched the NFC West title. Then the Tennessee Titans lost to the Green Bay Packers 40 to 14. Jeez, what a game. What a game. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. I can confidently say that. I don't think there's really any debate, especially with Mahomes resting next game. So yeah, Green Bay won 40 to 14. They dominated this game. It was a snowy game. It was fun to watch. Green Bay got a little bit of help from the refs, but they really didn't need it. They just dominated this game completely. Uh, and they really held Derrick Henry down. They held Derrick Henry to 23 carries, 98 yards, and zero touchdowns. His longest game was, gain was like five yards, I think. They held him in check, which I thought was impressive to see with the Packers' poor run defense. So good job, Packers. And now they are in the one, number one seed. All they have to do is win next week on Sunday, and they will have the number one seed in the NFL. These guys, they look like Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they look really good. Adams and Rodgers just look like world beaters at this point. Then finally, on Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots 38 to 9. They completed the sweep on the Patriots. Good job, Buffalo. You finally did it. It feels like an older brother beating a younger brother because New England just beat up on the Buffalo Bills for the past 20 years. But now Buffalo gets its revenge. It finally sweeps the Patriots, which no team has done in the AFC East for a while now. They won 38 to 9, a complete and utter thrashing by the Buffalo Bills. Good job, Buffalo. Buffalo. Green Bay and the Chiefs all look like Super Bowl contenders, and I, I'm really excited for the playoffs to come. So, yeah, that's all the games in Week 16. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for watching, and always remember, go Chiefs. Thank you so much for participating on the Disney ride that I like to call a podcast, The Sports Experience.